A crazy offseason filled with summer league, free agency, you name it. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my splash bro co-host, Zach. Um, my guy, I mean, a lot of content been going around for the past two weeks, so here to cover a lot of those today. How you been, how have you been my brother? I'm good, I'm good. Um, we got free agency, we have summer league, we have... Warriors draft picks debuting. Summer League's currently still going on, but Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are, I would say, making a good first impression in my eyes. Um, and I still think that those two will be running this league in 2028 because, you know, Joe Lake of once looked for the future, Joey Lightyears. So. <laughs> Um, we're not chasing wins right now. <laughs> no, but we're we're winning now, and we're developing for later. It's just oh it's yeah, a that, smart that little plan. like three high, but three hyphen like thing. I forgot what it was, but it was something it's a, that it's like it's a smart there. thing to do. It's a smart thing to do. So we'll talk about the Warriors free agents. We'll talk about some summer league action, um, some players that have impressed us, and what the roster may look like in this episode so let's get it let's get it rolling here yes sir episode 48 thanks y'all for sticking around we appreciate the support and out for their due let's get started so free agency rolls around and you know you see guys get their extension you have Steph signing that extension um four years i think 215 million yeah yeah he gets paid a lot Um, now his grandkids are covered for college Props. I mean, he probably deserves even more money than that. But um, you think, what does that mean for the future? I mean, that um, Seth is still the franchise guy. Like, um, Steph's your guy for the next five years. What does this mean for the Warriors franchise moving forward? That means I mean, Steph's going to be a warrior for life, and he's going to retire for the Warriors. And I think with doing that, he puts trust in the front office and ownership that they still have a chance to win another championship, which I think is true. Um, and I think once Steph knew or believed that could happen with this current roster or this current front office and puts the roster construction in the hands of the front office, I mean, it's sometimes a risky thing to do, but, you know, I think he trusts Bob Myers and Joe Lacob and he thought that, he would like to be here for the rest of his career. And I think it, it's not common. Loyalty. It's, yeah. It's not common in today's league. If I was to name loyal NBA players, it would be a pretty short list. I think I have Damian Lillard, Bradley Kobe, Beal, Dirk. and Steph Curry, currently active players. And then you have former players oh, like Kobe okay, and that's Dirk. True. That's true. But active players, the only names I can list off, off the Giannis, top of my head, Giannis Steph, Giannis, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, question mark, because I don't know if he wants out of Portland or not. But And Bradley Beal, question mark. Well, he said that he wants to stay in Washington. That he thinks that Kyle Kuzma and 
Montrose Harrell or upgrade to Russell Westbrook. I don't know if he really said that, but I think. And then they signed Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean. You must be bummed because we you've been trying to speak Bradley Beal into existence. Yeah, I've been trying to <laughs> get him to the Bay Area, but I respect loyalty. I respect it. I respect it. So All right. I do think it was a good thing. It gave me a lot of hope that Steph re-signed because I, I, I don't think I had – a lot of doubt or like doubt that he wasn't going to resign, but you know, there's that angst that I had, you know, like that one per like a point one percent chance. Yeah, last year, where I was like, oh man, I wouldn't be mad at Seth if he left if there's going to be more years like this, but you know, he's he's a warrior for life, so gotta give him a clap yep. for that. Clap. Around, I mean, we love Steph, and we're glad that um, he wants to be a warrior for life. So, I mean, they got out and got veteran pieces, and that was, like, the main thing that the Warriors were on their target. They got Otto Porter Jr. and uh, Nemanja Bielica. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I like the signing. I feel like they were steals for the veteran um, veteran minimum. Um, you get a wing and Otto Porter, and you get a – you get a shooter like who can space out like um, the floor as a four and five with Bielitsa. So, I mean, I really like the signings. Um, yeah, I think they're both steals because I think yeah. Otto Porter, if you go if back you to healthy. when he, if you go back to when he was in Washington, when he was starting with Bradley Beal, John Wall, et cetera, that guy, that current player who he was back then is probably worth the three year $30 million contract, for example. But now that he's, struggle with injuries he hasn't been the best best player as of lately I think the Warriors got a steal in signing him to a veteran minimum deal if he can stay healthy and if he can play like he did in Washington or Chicago he's an excellent three-point shooter he would be he's a great addition to the second unit I seriously think that he drastically improves the second unit we're like 40 percent three-point shooting by the way yeah I think career I think and he Drastic. I think him and Bielitska drastically improved the second unit's three-point shooting, which was severely disgusting. lacking. Yeah, disgusting last year. It was non-existent. <laughs> um, but it was bad. I think now that you have three guys who can shoot the basketball in Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, and Neiman Bielitska, three solid shooters, I think that helps – Lighten the second load unit. on staff. Yeah, exactly. Helps, Helps improve spacing. the second unit. Yeah. But, you know, the biggest, you know, news for, like, signing free agents is the one and only, the 2015 Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala. Cue the Max Kellerman. I want Iguodala. With the game on the line, one shot, who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala. That Iguodala's got ice water in his veins. But um, obviously, um, everyone was kind of thinking Iguodala uh, would have come back for like one last ride. Um, had that veteran presence. Um, really like it. Like the signing. I mean, it was for a veteran minimum, which was really good. Didn't take any of the MLE, which is the mix. The mid. Mid-level exception. I think that's what it's 
um, yeah. stands for. Um, just got to love the veteran presence that he's going to help bring. Um, but he's just got to love bringing back old faces from the dynasty. Yeah, I don't think he'll get a ton of playing time, but I mean, he'll get playing time, but I think he will be an, ex- I think it was an extremely smart move to bring him for him, for the Warriors to go after him and try to get him to sign back with the Warriors as he was thinking about signing with the Nets and Lakers, which I personally think was BS. Yeah, I don't think he was ever considering the Nets or Lakers, to be honest with you. But I mean, to know. be fair, he has like one good year left. Yeah, like he even said he was going to retire this year. Yeah, he may have wanted to start a bidding more to see who offered the most money. But um, I think he'll help tremendously mentor guys like Jonathan Kaminga, JTA, uh, he would be big mentor for wings on this roster who I think that are who I think the Warriors were in desperate need of as only two, three veterans on the team last year were Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond um, Green. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, or not Andrew Wiggins, he didn't really have much experience, but Steph Curry, Steph Draymond Dre, Green, basically. Steph, Steph, Draymond, and Looney. But um, yeah. I think Iggy can come in, be a good veteran presence, mentor, mentor guys like Kuminga, who I think are all also going to need a ton of development, which the Warriors have revamped their development staff. So I think that's a plus, and that's one into why they drafted Jonathan Kuminga. And if you bring in Iggy to mentor these guys, I think it's an A-plus signing. And I think the whole free yeah. agency – Agreed. Free agency uh, – period for the Warriors bringing in three guys on veteran minimum contracts were a plus in my opinion do I think the whole offseason was an a plus we'll talk about that in a different episode but um I do think these three signings were a's in my opinion for veteran minimum deals agreed um I just love the signings but you know there are also other names out there um that the Warriors targeted you got Nick Batum Patty Mills um, maybe Dennis Schroeder um, would have been interesting. Um, obviously, they didn't sign with the Warriors. Uh, Batum stayed with the Clippers. Patty Mills went to Brooklyn, and uh, Schroeder went knew to, he was going to Brooklyn. the Celtics. Um, okay. Um, uh, okay. So you know there were misses. We got Pat, Nick Batum staying with the Clippers. You got Patty Mills going to Brooklyn, and you got Schroeder with um, the Celtics. Obviously, those three guys uh, would have been great on the Warriors, but um, they didn't choose them. Uh, Zach, I know you're pretty bummed out that we didn't get Nick Batum or Patty Mills because we were, like, praying that we got them on the Warriors, but sadly didn't pan out. Um, but they did get Chris Chioza, though, on a two-way. So, I mean, I guess that's a, I guess, compensation. I don't want to say compensation because I haven't seen Chris Chioza play. Yeah, he's, play, not, a, so. he's not a bad player. He was, a, he was a great player in college, and – he struggled to injuries last year. So I'm I'm coming in with an open mind that I hope that the situation works out and he could prove himself to be a backup guard or get some minute, minutes on the Warriors roster. But I yeah. will not say that he's not a bad player because I have not seen him play. So yeah, I'm, me I'm too. ready. Me too. Um, because of Chris Chioza going on a two-way, um, you got Nico Mannion who's going to be playing overseas. So, I mean – um, hope Nico does well. He comes back into the league. Um, but um, when he was on the Warriors, I did not like um, his play, uh, especially when he had Jordan Poole playing pretty well uh, towards that second half. So best wishes to Nico. And, you know, we got Kelly Oubre, 
walking, um, which was no surprise. Uh, Kelly Oubre signed with the Charlotte Hornets for two years, twenty-six million. And Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, Hornets, Charlotte Hornets got out of it, which makes me. Charlotte Hornets officially cutest roster in the NBA now. No cap. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> that was I all mean, over. That was all over Twitter after we signed. I mean, um, yeah, my, I mean that roster is quite young, so I don't have a problem with Kelly. I, I, the only thing I had a problem. I do have with, a problem with him trading him. In the trade that nine. The only thing I have a problem with is that he seemed disgruntled around the trade deadline because he was coming off the bench and Bob Myers refused and the front office didn't trade him. They could have gotten some assets from it. I that's the only part I do not like about that move. Am I happy for Kelly that he went on to Charlotte, made some money? Um, and I think he'll provide a big impact for the Hornets. Absolutely, but I don't like how the front office just let him walk for nothing. I don't think that was a smart decision. Agreed. Um, they should have traded him at the trade deadline, probably got picks or something, just something. But um, we probably, we've had that conversation before. Um, but what can you do? So moving forward, we got the summer league um, done with the free agency talk, you know, we got the we got the California Classic, um, and then we got the Las Vegas stuff. Um, but not about the W's or L's. But we just want to talk about uh, our draft picks and Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody. Um, I didn't have a chance to watch the games because I was doing something. But um, Zach, um, watching the games as a whole, um, I love Jonathan Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga is my guy. Oh, really? I love me some Jonathan Kaminga. I think Jonathan Kaminga is seriously can have in five years, he can be a top player in this league. I seriously believe that he's wicked strong for being only 19 years old. I think Um, he takes it to the hoop. Like it's, it's just there's just some plays where it's like mind blowing how strong this kid is at 19 years old, and I think his shot needs some work from what I noticed. But Jonathan Kaminka is giving off some great first impressions. Do I think he should be playing 30 minutes a night uh, during his rookie year? No, um, unless we're not chasing wins or tanking. But uh, and then Moses Moody, I think, has serious potential of being a sharpshooter coming off the bench, like a guy like what's a player comp, maybe like a Vinnie Johnson in 1989. You said Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown for Jonathan Kaminga. You said, for, you said, yeah. For Moses Moody, like a guy who can come off the bench and hit some knockdown shots. Um, 1989, Vinnie Johnson for the Detroit. I mean, Pistons. like a JJ Redick. Yeah. A guy like I mean, that. JJ Redick kind of. Um, but yeah. Moses Moody has the playmaking abilities. He put that on display on Wednesday night against the Raptors. Um, and then he's an also, like I've said twice before, a sharpshooter. He can knock down open shots, which I think the Warriors desperately needed um, in their second union. I seriously think, like I said in the draft pre- or draft recap episode, he is a guy who can help 
win now, even though we're winning now and we're developing for later at the same time. Joey Lightyears, love it. Let's go. Um, I did watch the highlights. I was pretty impressed with um, both of them. Uh, my takeaway was like Kaminga is kind of the guy who can get, you know, straight to the rim. Um, you got Moses who can probably do his best um, contributing now at his best because um, he's a playmaker. He can shoot all that. Um, so I love where this is going. Um, but, you know, so some surprises. We got uh, we got Gary Payton the second um, trying to win his way to a roster. Do you think I he see, did so? I, I seriously think after that dunk, Gary Payton himself – Gary Payton, the second, won himself a roster spot. That was a, an insane dunk. Do I think he, just because of that dunk, he deserved a roster spot? No, but his playmaking and abilities he has shown during the summer league, getting the ball to the right guys at the right place at the right time, has been instrumental for the Warriors' offense during the summer league games. Um, and I seriously think he's only 27 years old, but I seriously think that he could have had he should have had more playing time last year. Um, and I seriously think as a guy for a cheap signing him to a cheap contract for him to play as a backup guard for Steph, I don't think would be too much of a burden for the Warriors to do. I seriously think he can come in and run the second unit. I think he'll be a lot better than Brad Wanamaker and Nico Mannion, which the Warriors had last year. Uh, we, we saw the disaster of Brad Wanamaker, so we do not want to go through that again. <laughs> I mean, going back to Brad Wanamaker, I mean, I think the guy got a bad rap, not going to lie, on Warriors Twitter. I understand that he wasn't the best player on the Warriors, <laughs> but I feel like he I feel like he he and Kent Baseball got a bad rap on Warriors Twitter. Uh but Brad Wanamaker's on other I don't know if he's, he's a free agent. Charlotte or something. Yeah, I don't know where he is now. Oh, okay. But, but um there was also also a couple of surprises. Um you got Kyle Guy um, shooting pretty well. Um, he got an up there, but you got it down with Justinian Jessup is what I'm hearing. Um, uh, yeah, Justinian Jessup. I'm not sure um, about I'm, I'm not sure about him and his uh, future roster spot on the Warriors. He may can – I think he can book his flight back to Melbourne and go play in the NBL for uh, one more year and then bring him back for the summer league next year and see what he's got because I don't think he'll really that's really help this team. I don't think he is a bad player. I just don't think he has given off good first impressions of how such a good shooter he was. Like people said he was in the Australian league. Um, and then Kyle Guy, I'm seriously surprised why the Kings dropped him or released him or waived him. But I think he's he's in the contention for he a two-way. game winner. Yeah, he's in the contention for a two-way spot or uh, I don't know the Warriors contract situation. I think they need like one more player to fill out the roster. Um, but if if that is true, if they need one more player and 
if I was supposed to choose between Kyle Guy and Gary Payton, I'd probably give it to Gary Payton because the backup guard role is a desperate need for the Warriors. And I think bringing in Gary Payton for cheap will be a whole lot better than this Warriors situation the Warriors had last year. And I think I think Gary Payton will probably make a bigger impact than Chris Gioza or Kyle Guy. But I do respect yeah, Kyle, I mean, High's, saw... Kyle Guy's hustle. Man hustles out there. I agree. I agree. Um, we saw Gary Payton. Um, he had flashes um, last season with his defensive stuff. Um, can knock down the occasional three um, playmake a little bit. I feel like um, he probably got that 15th, the 15th spot maybe or that second two-way, as you mentioned. So um, we just got to have to see how um, the, the Warriors are going to round out this roster. Um, I think Bob said how they weren't going to use any more of the MLE because they uh, missed out on the guys who were, I guess, what do you say, like deserving of the MLE. There aren't many guys out there. I who think, are worth the MLE yeah. anymore. So I think the main guy, there were two guys that they were yeah. looking forward to use that on was Batum and Patty Mills. Uh according to sources. I don't have any sources, but <laughs> that's my guess. Um, <laughs> but we got sources from sources. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it was Patty Mills and Nick Batum if I was going if I were going to guess or if I were told by sources. I think that would be the guy that the Warriors would be targeting with the MLE. Obviously, they did not choose Golden State, um, but the Warriors Probably still would have loved them to come to Golden State. But Warriors yeah. got Otto Porter, Neiman Bielitska, and Andre Godala. three guys for veteran minimum deals, and three guys who I think can make impacts in that second unit. And I think the second unit, like I said before, earlier in the episode, has drastically improved from last year. And that is a good thing. So when Steph leaves the floor, when the Warriors are up 10, and then when he comes back on the floor, the Warriors won't be down 10. That didn't make much sense, but, you know, get the gist. It, it eases Steph's burden. There we go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't want to. I don't want to see another ten point lead get blown because Steph sits down. Um, it might. It's. It, it will probably happen. Um, but it's going to happen less frequently now than last season. I hope. Yeah. I really hope that's that's the case this year. And then I'd like to address the Ben Simmons rumors because. Um, oh yeah, this is a this and, is hot topic right now in Philly. Um, ben Simmons's relationship with the front office, Daryl Morey, and Doc Rivers is unsalvageable right now so that means that he does he wants to get traded and his options of course with rich paul being his agent are the lakers west coast teams lakers warriors and clippers that's what i saw and uh i need to cite my sources more often but um i do not i think it was the lakers warriors and clippers i don't know the source um So if you were going to have him on the Warriors, one, I would not be opposed to it. And reasons why are, I think you trade him. He's enough. Don't everyone who's listening, do not listen to Daryl Morey because Daryl Morey thinks he can sell Ben Simmons for 
the price of LeBron James or Damian, Damian Lillard, Lillard worth four first round picks. He's not worth four four first round picks. So if the Warriors were to trade, it was Ben Simmons. It would be a Wiggins and a first round and Moses Moody, for example. There you go. Those are the guys. And Ben Simmons comes. I think two outcomes can happen. It can go extremely well, or it can go completely terrible. And reasons why are, I think, I think a con of Ben Simmons coming to, onto the Warriors is that Draymond already doesn't look to shoot first. He's a playmaker. Same with Ben Simmons. So basically, Steph and Clay will be playing three on five with Ben Simmons and Draymond Green on their team. That's that's a con. Um, a pro is, I think, you put Ben Simmons next to the two greatest shooters in the league. I wouldn't, I can't really say it. I mean, the, the greatest backcourt of all time. There we go. We'll make it like, we'll make call Steph stuff. Clay, yeah, back, the greatest backcourt. The greatest backcourt of all time. You put Ben Simmons next to that, next to them. I think Ben Simmons can feed off of, feed off of Stephen Clay. And I seriously think he can be. I don't think he'll improve his shot, but I think he'll be he'll improve he'll improve as a player, and I think the spacing will work out fine as well. Um, but I also think having two guys like Draymond and Ben Simmons who are playmakers for Steph and Clay, I think works for the offense. Um, I just overall, I would not be opposed to a Ben Simmons trade just because of his shooting. All right, and that'll conclude episode number 48 or 49, episode 48, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's in the, it's in it's in the title of the episode. Don't worry. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials on Instagram at catching dubs pod on Twitter on dubs pod. Make sure you follow those to stay tuned with all updates and warriors news. Yeah. Um, make sure you check out the Warriors Summer League game Friday night against the Hold on, let me check real quick. Five p. I think it's at four p.m. Friday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then Jonathan Kaminga versus Josh Giddy, the six and seven pick facing off. I mean, on ESPN two. Not gonna, not gonna wanna miss that one, eh? Um. So this will conclude the episode. We'll be back with a new episode sometime soon. Hopefully. Guys won't have to wait a long time, but that'll do it. Episode in the books. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.